I can hear birds tweeting in the background. Yeah, there's like a valley down there. and Where there are humans and there's so much noise. Mm -hmm. When you leave that noise and you go to nature, it's there, that's where the truth is. Once that clicks and you become aware of that, that is a life changer. So mm. a panacea is a cure to all ills. And it's a remedy for humanity. For me, everything is mindset and everything yeah. is attitude and everything is, is belief. You've got the choice is incredible. It's all yours in a particular situation. If you've labeled it as stress, how you react to that situation. Stress, you would say, is a situation that you are finding challenging mm -hmm. and you have to find the resources within you to be able to deal with that situation. So everything has two sides for me. So you know, happy, sad, good, bad, black, white, right, wrong, stress, opportunity, stress, whatever you want to see the opportunity is mm -hmm. within that. Once they could access those resources in that moment, that stressful situation actually became their greatest opportunity and they didn't realise it. There are very, very rarely situations that you are given that you can't deal with and everything has two sides. You're connected to a solution to that stress. What stress means to me is a physical reaction in the body. That's something I can observe. Your, your stress chemical is cortisol. The ability to merge right brain and left brain. Mm -hmm. Someone's pressed your red buttons. They've really activated your limbic brain and it's your oldest thing and it's, and it's all over the place. Your next reaction is a critical one because if you react with emotion fully in that moment it's not going to be the right thing to do deep breath uh, counting and taking walks outside music for me is an incredible reliever this is all that exists what's going to happen straight after this conversation no one ever knows there's no other thoughts any other thoughts popping in my mind none at all so i'm totally present now with you in the moment what you now notice in the world which is so busy is that most people are coming into meetings the first 10 or 15 minutes they're not even present they don't know they're not present but they've got the noise and the thoughts of the previous conversation or meeting still in their mind and in order for me to help people to be the best versions that they can be i need to be at my best and everything will happen the way that it should. And that, having that awareness is the answer to your question. I mean, when I'm on the phone, Toms, I'm walking around. Sometimes when you're on the phone and you get lost in a great conversation, you can walk yeah. miles. You need sleep. That's why you hear a lot of these very, very powerful men have power naps. And what he's basically doing is he's basically refilling his ability to be able to cope but it needs to be it's not just sleep it needs to be good sleep it needs to be mm, that's true whenever you're ready yeah hello i'm very honored to be a guest for on your podcast toms today and uh, mm. so my name is alan martin i am in my i was gonna say my, my late 50s I was an investment banker for over 35 years. And in my 40s, I had a bit of a, an epiphany when I was in the investment bank and I became 
I always wanted to teach. I always wanted to coach. I always wanted to help people. Uh, and my dream came true when I took a role in learning and development uh, and the bank helped me and I became an executive coach, people development trainer, and I fulfilled my lifetime ambition of helping people. And more recently, I just happened to have a copy here of my wonderful new book, The Panacea Principles, which I published in May. And I've sold hundreds and hundreds of copies already. And the book has 20 simple reframes that you can do now that will help you in your life go from feeling good to feeling great. Very, very simple things. And the feedback I've had has been, <coughs> excuse me, fantastic. And I'm very humbled to be able to help people all over the world. So I'm a far, I'm a, I'm a husband. So I'm married to Claire. I've been married nearly 28 years. I have three beautiful sons, Jack, who's nearly 25, and twins, Louis and Sam, who are 21. And I'm very proud of all of my family. And uh, thank you again for welcoming me today onto your podcast. My pleasure, Alan. And uh, before we start the interview and I start interrogating you, I would uh, love to ask you one quick question before, because when I saw the first time uh, the title of the book, I didn't really realize what the panacea means. Uh, so would you, would you explain what it means and why you chose this title? It's always a word, panacea, that I have always been fascinated by. So very interestingly, if I go to my book and I read to give you the absolute official what it means, mm -hmm. panacea yeah. is a combination of two Greek words, pan, meaning all, and akos, meaning remedy. And it de it's derived from the Greek meaning all healing. So mm. a panacea is a cure to all ills and it's a remedy for humanity and that's why I love the word and it's very interesting there's lots of words that people use and yet panacea is a word that's out there in the English language but a lot of people mm -hmm. don't really understand what it means exactly I was one of them yeah so <laughs> that's the, why I asked. yeah so the, the principles came because it's a nice idea and it's a nice catchy title. And mm -hmm. I've always had an idea of having a potion bottle and having steam and there's a brain in there. Mm -hmm. And so it's healing the mind as well as the body. And that was my idea for my book. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for explaining because my first reaction, I don't know, understand it. I want to go away from it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, I, then, then my logical brain, uh, started going in uh, processing things okay i want to know what it means and then i looked it up so okay because of my the topic uh, here is uh, uh, love your stress i would love to ask you how would you define stress for you give a definition wow what a question what a question so it's such a fascinating so stress i mean what is stress so first of all stress mm -hmm. is a word and I'm very much into, into we, we, there are words and we have labels, particularly for words. And every single person you will ask will have a different definition for every single word. So for mm -hmm. me, I, I, 
for me, everything is mindset and everything yeah. is attitude and everything is, is belief. And you can be in a situation so where you have the most incredible amount of, you've labelled it stress, and yet somewhere within you, you find these incredible resources to be able to be okay in the most stressful situation. So all of life really are the stories that you tell yourself in any moment in time about every single thing. So you tell yourself a story, it leads to a belief, a feeling, a behavior and an outcome. So you can be in a situation that anyone else would label as the most stressful and yet you could be incredibly calm or mm -hmm. you've got the choice is incredible it's all yours in a particular situation if you've labeled it as stress how you react to that situation so it's cause and effect so if something is causing you stress the choice you are making in that moment will affect the outcome that you have from that particular situation and for me, it's all about this. It's all about your mindset. Mm -hmm. It's having an, an open mindset. It's having a, a mindset that allows you to always consider all of the options, irrespective of the situation that you're in. So if I, if I had to put a definition from all, the, all that you just told me, uh, you would say it's a story and a label? Or you would like if I if so, I had to force the definition out of you. Uh, stress, stress, stress. You would say is a situation that you are finding challenging, mm -hmm. and you have to find the resources within you to be able to deal with that situation. So stress is something. If it, if you've got a coin, um, mm -hmm. I've got a coin here. You know, as I have. So if you've got, if you've got, if I have a coin here let's say yeah mm -hmm. so everything is two sides of the same coin so if once if that heads is stress what what is the other side of stress because every coin has two sides so stress is stress has been labeled as something where maybe you are not in control where you are having challenges where you are having to look for solutions for something <clears throat> that may be isn't exactly as you want it to be. However, mm -hmm. on the other side of that, there is awareness, there is opportunity, there is the ability to grow, the ability to learn, the ability to be able to help. So everything has two sides for me. So, you know, happy, sad, good, bad, black, white, right, wrong, stress, opportunity, stress, whatever, you want to see the opportunity is mm -hmm. within that. So, yeah, that's how I would answer. I mean, it's a word and it will mean absolutely a totally different thing to totally different people. I agree. I completely agree. But uh, I love that you also uh, was, were able to give us some kind of a definition as well. So, yeah. And uh, usually I love to ask next is, um, how would you rate your stress? I did a session yesterday uh, live 
in mm -hmm. a classroom mm -hmm. and I did a session about storytelling and the stories mm -hmm. that we tell ourselves and I, I had a challenging I would say challenging very deep coaching session with someone about a couple of hours ago and mm -hmm. one could have defined that the person you were speak I was speaking to had a lot of stress and actually as we were speaking and as the awareness rose they realized that the situation they were in was actually their greatest ever opportunity <clears throat> but they'd labeled it as stress because they hadn't been in that situation before and they couldn't access the resources they needed in that moment to be okay once they could access those resources in that moment that stressful situation actually became their greatest opportunity and they didn't realize it. So, excuse me, <clears throat> in answering your question, what was the question again? Uh, let me rephrase the question because I, as I was listening to your answer, I was thinking maybe it's better to ask, uh, what's your relationship to stress? That's a great question. I've never been asked that question before. What's my relationship with stress? Do you have any? I mean, how I would have answered that maybe a few years ago and how I would answer it now are very, very different. Um, once you understand and realise you are purely the stories you tell yourself at a particular moment in time and that we are here being living in the now everything is really okay it makes you realize that you know what actually is stress um and when when you realize that actually you do have all the resources you need to be okay and maybe sometimes when you're in a situation of stress you can't access them but you do actually you are aware they're there when you take a moment to reflect and go into that toolbox, there are very, very rarely situations that you are given that you can't deal with. I mean, I'm talking about something massively extreme. Maybe you have a shocking accident where unfortunately you're critically injured or something uh, is a real extreme. Um, I'll even go to the point of saying, you know, when my father uh, passed away 20 years ago um, he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, and unfortunately he passed away about four months after he got diagnosed this was in 2002 and I remember like it was yesterday myself my mum my sister were with my father when he took his last breath and he went to another place and we all sobbed for about an hour now now you could say that that situation was the highest amount of stress ever. And yet on the other side of that, the calm and the peace and the awareness of celebrating someone's life in that moment was incredible. So what I'm actually saying to you is you can have massive stress on one side and actually there is beauty and calmness and being and love and wisdom on the other. And everything has two sides. And so mm. I think once you have the awareness of that, you're not just looking at stress on its own as stress. You're actually realizing that there's connectivity stress. You're connected to a solution to that stress 
that also mm. exists. So every action has a reaction. Yeah, what a lovely Does that make sense, all of that? What I've it just makes said? sense. Uh, it was actually, I love uh, synchronicities in my life. Uh, I love patterns of what's happened. And I just had a, another chat on a clubhouse today. And uh, the guy said the same thing. Uh, everything's connected. And I was thinking about uh, various topics and we just changed the label to the stress today and the same idea comes back back to me again so yeah i really love like like the answer and for me uh, for my journey uh, i could understand it mentally but i'm still on a journey of actually embodying it if you know what i mean like i actually experience it so can i ask yeah so i was going to ask you am i allowed to ask you something back sure okay? go for it yeah, I mean, so to, I mean, what 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 is your relationship with stress, and what does stress mean to you? It's a good question. Uh, first, what stress means to me is a physical reaction in the body. That's something I can observe, and uh, yeah, that would be. First would be the body where I could observe like, okay, I can notice there's some reaction happening in my body. Something's uh, changing. Then I would go for uh, emotional. There's also like a emotional feedback, which is partly chemical as well. And then it would be mindset. So there would be some kind of thoughts coming into my mind. And uh, that would be what I understand with stress and relationship would be how I deal with it. What happens? How do I react? Do I, yeah, what happens afterwards? Once I notice that these things are there, how do I deal with them? What, what's happening next? That would be my answer. It was interesting when you said about the chemicals. So your, your stress chemical is cortisol that you release when you have stress. And so I like to use the example four or 5,000 years ago when let's say you were in a cave with your wife and your two children and your cooking pots and all of a sudden you look up and there's a bear charging towards your cave and yeah. you have a decision that you have to make in that moment whether you you know fight or flight you know the whole survival instinct so your cortisol totally takes over your body which gives you you know you it's it's gut instinct it's survival can I fight this bear with fire or ice or a, um, a spear or do we need to run? Um, and that cortisol is a is a powerful chemical that really sort of it's 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 a survival chemical as well. So when you're under stress, it's it's your body telling you that, you know, you know, I'm, I'm possibly in danger here and I need to mm -hmm. react, as you said, either physically chemically or mentally to this stress whatever it might be yeah and uh, actually would love to reframe one of the other questions i have uh what do you how does stress feel to you like uh, do you feel these reactions and what happens for you like do you do the mindset uh, work or how does it, how what, is it what what what's what a great question so when so i am a massive fan have i got a copy of the is it here that i can just show it to you 
Um, so I'm a massive fan of the Chimp Paradox, Dr. Stephen mm -hmm. Peters. Whether you've read the Chimp Paradox, um, I think I've heard about it, but uh, I cannot tell exactly what. Uh, so yeah. Chimp Paradox, Dr. Stephen Peters, phenomenal mm -hmm. book. Um, in front of the session I was doing yesterday, someone asked me. Some so, someone um, started talking about the ability to merge right brain and left brain mm -hmm. which was a really interesting subject so i actually drew the 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 limbic brain left brain rep, uh, reptilian um the, the 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 chimp the uh the left brain? brain neocortex yeah the monkey brain the reptilian brain uh, and the neocortex and the computer which he speaks about mm -hmm. i won't go into all of that now so the, yeah. the, the paradox is, is, first of all, when someone presses your red buttons, as I call it, let's say someone, whether it's physically, someone says something, someone sends you an email and you notice that your red, that your chimp has been activated in your limbic brain, you know that all of a sudden he's flown out of his cage and he is absolutely going mad. Um, and that's when all of the cortisol gets released and everything. And you're literally in that state of absolute confusion because, you know, I, I like to call it you know, someone's pressed your red buttons. They've really activated your limbic brain and it's your oldest thing. And it's and it's all over the place. And so it's a very interesting subject for me. because It's something I'm very passionate about. And how do you bring down the noise of the chimp and put up the rationality of the neocortex that you get yourself back into what I call balance. Um, and then you can make a decision which is going to be a mixture of emotion and rationality and not emotion off the scale. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, if that's happened to me, and it happened to me very, very recently where someone, act, what someone did that to me. And it's really a case of taking a deep breath if you're able to do it first of all it's awareness number one taking a deep breath counting to 10 in your mind and letting the noise of the chimp abate and the rationality to go back up and so your next reaction is a critical one because if you react with emotion fully in that moment it's not going to be the right thing to do so you need to pause. You need to, first of all, be aware, take time, take a deep breath, go outside, walk around, count to 10, and then all of a sudden you'll be back more in balance. Lovely, because I love how you're sometimes uh, one step ahead of me, because uh, I was already planning to ask you about stress release. And is there anything else you do? Because you already mentioned a couple of um, really amazing tips, like uh, deep breath, uh, counting, and taking walks outside is there anything else you practice uh, on uh, top of that yeah uh, music is music. i i actually speak about music a lot in my i've got a chapter in my book about music and uh, um i play music a lot if i'm starting to feel the cortisol if i'm starting a bit stressed anxious music for me is an incredible reliever um the sky so i love if any of you follow me on social media especially i'm um, not so much on linkedin but on facebook and instagram for the last 10 15 years i'm obsessed with the sky the clouds mm -hmm. 
the, the, the wind, the sun, especially the, the clouds. The clouds are a metaphor for life. They're always changing, always different shapes. Um, up there on my wall, which you can't see, I've got all the different clouds um, of the world. Mm -hmm. um, that's why my picture up there is got some lovely cirrus clouds up there um, on a lovely day. Um, and yeah, so, so for me, it's music, um, breathing, uh, nature, specifically, literally, I sit outside and will literally just watch the sky, the trees gently blowing. Uh, and for me, that's peaceful. Uh, and for me, uh, when you, as, as Eckhart Tolle calls it, is the isness of life is in it the isness and the isness is being in the moment being in the now and, and celebrating the now and the moment so i'm having a now a conversation with you it's a beautiful conversation this is all that exists what's going to happen straight after this conversation no one ever knows and if you're okay now and basking in the majesty of now Everything is okay. Whatever else, there's no other thoughts. Any other thoughts popping in my mind? None at all. So I'm totally present now with you in the moment. And that's another thing that I do is literally just sit there quietly. There's the birds again. And, and literally just be. And if a thought drifts in, accept it, acknowledge it, let it float away. And then just sit there in silence and it's the most beautiful way to relieve stress. Yeah, I was thinking as, as you're talking, because uh, I'm taking a role of um, leading an interview, uh, I still have loads of other thoughts on my background, so I'm not really, really that present. Uh, so I was thinking, how do you deal with that when you like, uh, yeah, when you have like a maybe an interview or something, uh, what happens in your mind, or you just let it flow? It's such an interesting. Uh, I love your questions. Um, I when I was in investment banking, I used to interview all the time. Uh, when I worked more recently in a couple of different media companies, I was doing loads of interviews, and it's a fascinating thing. I think one of the most important things, that, as you said. I always now leave a space between meetings if they are, if they're groups where I'm not, I don't always have to fully be present, I'm okay going back to back. So if I'm one-to-one -one with somebody, I would always leave, I'm actually now leaving half an hour mm -hmm. in between, either 15 minutes or half an hour, because what I don't want to happen is I do not want the noise of my previous meeting, meaning that I'm not fully present with you. So I wanted to give you my 100% presence. I've had a couple of, I'll use the word, interesting sessions and meetings today. And I wanted to make sure, so I went for a walk before this and went outside and sat in the garden. And so when I came on here, I was fully present. And, and, and what you now notice in the world, which is so busy, is that most people are coming into meetings, the first 10 or 15 minutes, they're not even present. They don't know they're not present, but they've got the noise and the thoughts of the previous conversation or meeting still in their mind. 
and they're not giving that person 100% of their attention. And that is a real shame. So what do I do is literally that that space allows me to ensure that when I'm sitting down that I'm present. And if I don't feel that I am, again, my music, I've got four or five different songs that are my go-to songs. Um, James Brown, I Feel Good, uh, September, Earth, Wind and Fire, mm -hmm. uh, two of my absolute favourites that are probably the first two. And I love listening to Day as well. She's got the most silky, elegant voice ever. Um, and I also like listening to jazz funk, Chaka Khan, mm -hmm. um, people like that who literally make me buzzy. So it's really shifting your mindset so you are there and you're present with somebody. I love how you answer because uh, as I was uh, thinking about what other questions should follow this one, and uh, I had for a brief moment uh, a question in mind. I wanted to ask you what type of music you listen because you mentioned, and now you answer it already organically. Uh, yeah. And uh, my next uh, intended question is, what motivates you to, to be? Wow. Well, that's a question. What motivates me to be? Because uh, like while you're still thinking, I will interrupt the silence a bit. Uh, I know your silence is also a really powerful tool. I was just thinking about, um, yeah, because there's being and there's stress because we still have these reactions, everything. So yeah, that's it. What motivates you to be? Well, what a, what a wonderful question. Um, see, I, I've, I've always loved helping people to be the best versions of themselves that they can be. And in order for me to help people to be the best versions that they can be, I need to be at my best. And so I surround myself with people like you and other people who allow me space and time to learn, to develop, and to be the best me and people who appreciate me. And when you have, I'm speaking a lot more slowly here because it's a really good question. When you get a slight, when you get a heightened level of awareness of what is, and you're able to compartmentalize all the noise, it makes everything so much simpler and calmer. And you actually realize that the game is actually incredibly simple. And it's the it's actually realizing that it's the simple things that are everything. And you can wake up in the morning and you open your eyes. And I speak about this in my book and you you can see and you can breathe and I can hear and I can smell and I can open the curtains and see the sky and the clouds and this moment I'm okay. And that's all that actually really matters because 
what is going to happen in the next hour, day, week, month, who knows? And once you get that realisation that when everything is okay now in this moment, actually everything is okay and everything will happen the way that it should. And that having that awareness is the answer to your question. Mm. Because quite often stress is a related, uh, as, as, as we discussed, uh, it's uh, about cortisol, it comes into the body and uh, we have our body, physical bodies. I was wondering what kind of uh, physical activities, uh, except walking you already mentioned, is there anything else you practice to contribute for stress release or just uh, for feeling better, whatever the motivation? So I walk my dog twice a day for probably about half hour, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And one of the great joys of lockdown is I've been walking four or five times a week with my, I won't say her age, my, my mum, who is uh, quite advanced in years. And mm -hmm. um, she, we've been walking four or five times a week for 45 minutes or an hour. It's not mm -hmm. fast walking, it's walking, it's exercise. And as well as walking, the conversations are insanely fantastic. And so um, I'm not really answering, I'm, I'm sort of answering your question sort of here. Um, so I won't go into more about that. I'll say it's, it's one, of the, one of the greatest wins of lockdown that, that I maybe used to see my mum for, 40, mm. for a couple of hours on a Friday night once a week with a whole family. And now we have one-to-one -one time, four or five times a week, and it's been wonderful. So I walk my dog twice a day. I, I walk with my mum four or five times a week, um, and I do gardening. Um, mm. I'm not a great gym man. I'm, I used to play squash. I used to play badminton. I loved it. Um, we've got a table tennis table in the back garden. Um, haven't played for a while. And let me tell you, when you play that, pretty well you it's pretty it's good exercise but i'm not a big gym man i'm not a big runner um and i'm not a big fitness person however i do walk as i say three times a day minimum every day for probably an hour and a half two hours so it's pretty good exercise how about gardening do you consider it as exercise as well because you're still moving your body and it's uh depending what what do you understand by gardening it's still movement and it's activity so yeah i mean when i'm on the phone toms i'm walking around i mean i'm not i know i'm sitting down now when mm -hmm. i'm on the phone and it's a great conversation i'm walk, i can i can sometimes when you're on the phone and you get lost in a great conversation you can walk yeah. miles um you know you look up and you can't believe where you are so um yeah, I'm not a great fitness. I, I don't really like gyms. My story I told myself is they're soulless places. So I like doing my exercise outside. Yeah. If I am going to be doing something. Um, so yeah, that's that's my answer to your question. I, I think it's a I think it's a great answer. And uh, I'm not sure if you're not giving yourself enough credit here, uh, but. Uh, it sounds like to me, at least, I, at least if I answered like that, I wouldn't be giving myself a credit for a living active lifestyle. As you, as you said, uh, you walk and then you talk, uh, still walking while you're talking, while you're having your phone, phone calls and conversations, you do gardening. So there are activities. It's just that they're not labeled gym and regular things. 
So I think you answered my question really well. And I see the hidden activities you're already doing. So my next question is about sleep because sleep is also part of resting. And uh, how long do you usually sleep? So going to bed, keeping this clean is my favorite time of day <laughs> without fail. So I'm in bed usually by 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, the last few nights, my beautiful dog, I use the word beautiful there because what I'm going to say isn't so beautiful. We, we've got foxes, quite a few foxes mm -hmm. around where we live. And the last few nights, two o'clock, four o'clock, like having a baby, he's barking and he's waking me up. But let me tell you, sleep is so important. It's literally your... Um, I think I've got an egg timer here. I'm not sure if I've got it on my desk. It might be downstairs. Um, no, I haven't got my egg timer here. It's a great metaphor, an egg timer. You know, you've got, yeah. got your egg timer. I wanted to show it to you. I can visualize it. Oh, I have got it. I've got it. I've got it. There we nice. go. Nice. Right. You see? So, so at, this is a metaphor for a lot of things. So this was from about 30 or 40 years ago when you used to have three minutes for a phone call. Mm -hmm. um, and that's originally wow. where this came from. Um, now, this is also a great metaphor for sleep, that during the day you're using energy, you're using lots of different things that are, are, are taking away your power and your energy. So what you have to do is as that empties, sleep is one of the things that help you refill your, mm. your, your ability to be able to cope. I use that as well, very interestingly, in my coaching because um, in, um, I'm just trying to think of, oh, it's gone out of my mind now, the book, um, Oh, it'll come to me. I've got so many different books in my mind. It's gone out of my head. Oh, and it's going to drive me mad now. Um, I'll come back to it. it, it it's, it's the ability to realise that you, you wake up in the morning and you have a certain amount of, of energy, ability, mindset, everything to be able to cope during your day. And when that starts to go down you have to have the ability and whether that's sleep whether that is going for a walk whether that is breathing whether that whatever that might be you have to realize that your ability to be able to cope is going down and you have to similar as same as the chimp and the and the rational you have to be able to as you can feel that's going down you need to be able to have something to be able to build it back up again Otherwise, your ability to be able to cope as you get tired during the day and that begins to diminish, you need sleep. That's why you hear a lot of these very, very powerful men have power naps for half an hour mm -hmm. in the afternoon. You know, Richard Branson was always talking about half hour power nap. And what he's basically doing is he's basically refilling his ability to be able to cope. So he's still sharp because sleep is a really wonderful way of of literally refilling and like putting petrol or diesel or electric into you to to give you that boost 
And if you had to answer how much uh, of this refilling you usually require on average in hours? So I like to sleep on my normal day uh, eight hours. Mm. Sometimes, well, nine, but eight, ten, ten till six. You know, if I could stretch it, ten till seven, um, but eight hours sleep. Um, but it needs to be, it's not just sleep, it needs to be good sleep. It needs to be mm, that's true. sleep. You need quality. to be yeah. quality. It's the quality. You know, if you're a light sleeper, because you, if the deeper sleep that you're in, and you know it, also I dream a lot as well. I'm a big dreamer. What's that? Do you do astral traveling? I've never heard of it. Okay, then it's not for you because the internet is... Uh... So some other day. So what would be your one takeaway from this call already? Like, I want to finish this uh, roundup. So is there anything you can take away? Well, for, well, for me, it's it's the whole experience. So I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I, I loved your questions. They made me think, which is good. Uh, you gave me time to paint pictures. You gave me time to talk about my wonderful new book. So thank you very much indeed. Panacea Principles, available on Amazon now. Um, Panacea Principles. Um, so thank you very much for that. Um, I enjoy the late, I enjoyed that it was very laid back. I had no idea what you were going to ask me. So it wasn't scripted, which is beautiful. Um, and you let me speak. Um, so for me, it was a wonderful experience. I hope the answers that I gave were great for you and also can help the people that are watching this so hello everyone who's watching this tom's is a great man <laughs> and um it's been an honor to be on your show today and the very very last question is uh what would be the at least one person you would love to see on the show uh, on this interview what okay. would you recommend me to to reach out okay, to. so the person who I recommend you to, the, I, so many names have literally popped in my mind. So the first, the name I'm going to give you is Neelam Chaloner, mm -hmm. who is a good friend of mine, and she is a life coach, executive coach, trainer. Mm -hmm. She would love being on your show. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of names. Um, Ipek Williamson. Do you know Ipek? Yep. Okay, she would love being, love being on your show. And the third person I'm going to give you, because loads of names are popping into my mind, um, is Maz Ivsal. Do you know Maz? Mm. Yeah, I know her, but I still have to contact her. So, yeah. Okay, she would, she would, I mean, I've got so many other names. Eleanor Katori, she would love, she would love our conversation. Bianca Weber, I've got so many names that are popping into my mind. Paul Rogers. <laughs> um, do you know what I'm going to tell you LinkedIn is an incredible place so I'd never met you before and I can mm -hmm. come on and we can have a conversation because we've linked on LinkedIn and we exactly. know a bit about each other's lives I can talk to you as if I've known you all of my life and it's a beautiful yeah. thing likewise I'm honoured to have been asked thank you for inviting me I enjoyed yeah, every microsecond of that conversation thank you thank you
Tom's. Hey, Alan. Nice to meet you, finally. God, what an honor. Yeah. Likewise. Everything good in your world? Yeah, everything's good. And your? Yeah, peaceful. Can't complain. That's nice. Nice yeah, to hear that. I can hear birds tweeting in the background. Yeah, people always tell me that. And my brain is uh, built up that I have to pay, pay special attention to actually notice it. Be present, as you say. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are they your birds? No, they're just, uh, I could show you. Oh, my gosh. There's what a of you? Yeah, there's like a valley down there and that they just live there. Oh, that is the most amazing view you've got. Yeah. What a lucky man. Well, it's by design. <laughs> this was one of the places, uh, one of the most important things I was looking for when I was looking for apartment. There's a nature around and I was looking for a park nearby. And I got it a bit closer than I expected. Where exactly are you? I'm in Tenerife. Okay. Yeah. How amazing. It just looks, I, I, I actually want to look at that again, because I'm not going to be able to sure, travel this year because of all the restrictions. Look at that sky, Tom. Well, because of the light, I cannot stay here during the... No, I understand. Do, do you walk there? No, it's not possible to walk. You probably can see because... What happens is that uh, it's a kind of a valley. Yeah. And on the other side, like there's a valley in between. Yeah. And you cannot really cross the valley here. And you would need to go a long way around to actually get uh, the other side. However, okay. like okay. seven minutes uh, uh, away from walk, I have a really nice park, which is not as wild as this thing behind me. However, it's really nice park. So I was just searching an apartment near the park and that's what I got here. I've, I've realized as I have got uh, slightly more mature in life that mm -hmm. nature, uh, I've, I've always loved the sky and the clouds mm -hmm. and the sun and the trees and the wind. And I've, I've always loved it. Didn't know why I loved it, but I always mm -hmm. loved it. And, and, and when you when you become slightly more aware you realize in the world where there are humans and there's so much noise mm -hmm. when you leave that noise and you go to nature whatever it might be it's there that's where the truth is and it's all it's fascinating once that clicks and you become aware of that that is a life changer Mm. Yeah. So, so tell me what what do you want to do today toms tell me what so you... i would love to have an interview i would yeah. love to interview about a topic uh called love your stress love your stress yeah okay because i i found your questionnaire really mm -hmm. challenging and i couldn't answer it because they now were leading me to places where I didn't really, I wasn't experiencing. Okay, then let me start uh, start the interview in the sense that I want to ask your permission to record this meeting and yeah, publish yeah. it. 
yeah. and uh, and then we can uh, i would love to start as usual with the uh, introduction so you would uh, introduce yourself whatever you want to tell about uh, to the viewers listeners uh, to me anyone and uh, and then i will just go through the, some questions and we just chat uh, yeah just chat chat's good i will i have uh, loads of questions i would love to ask they're mostly from questionnaire but uh, because uh, you're special in a sense because you're more than a if I would say more advanced in <laughs> awareness, I might uh, turn some questions around because adapt them because it would be more interesting for the viewers. So yeah, let's go ahead with the um, introduction. Yeah, just whatever comes to mind. That's the way I like it. I, I, um, before you start, I get invited to a lot of these and uh, a really? lot of them have got very strict regimented questions. I have strict regimented questions, but I'm flexible of not asking all of them <laughs> <laughs> or adapting them. Are you okay if I bring this in? Go for it. It's your introduction. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, just start with the introduction, whatever comes to your mind and oh, introduce oh. your name. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your book, whatever. Yeah. Or if you have some stories from book, when I, I ask the questions, you could also. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, I don't want this to be. I'm only going to mention it once. I don't want this to be. It's up to you. It's like an advert okay. or anything. I'm, I'm only uh, gonna, I'll only me mention ask. it once. Okay, then let me ask for a time frame because I would love to know how much time we have here, uh, so I can um, actually I'm, plan. I'm, I'm okay until. Uh, 4.15 UK. I can go. My next meeting is half past four UK. Okay, then we have so half an hour, more or less. Minutes. We have a bit more than half an hour. Yeah. Okay. Half an I'm hour the same time zone. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then let's start. 